Good morning. I don't like the uh, conditions under which I, I get to share with you today. We obviously wish our pastor was here and wish uh, that leg was all healed. But as it is, I, I appreciate the opportunity to share with you today and uh, give a little bit back to you folks who've been so wonderful uh, to Pat and myself. I know last uh, Saturday night, some folks from this church, uh, the Hively's went down, the Andersons went down, a number of our young people, as was mentioned, uh, they were missionaries in our homeless shelter for women and children, and I, get, I hear they had a tremendous uh, ministry down there with our, our young people, and uh, you know, these are kids that have nothing, nothing. They've got the clothes on their back when they come into that shelter, and folks from this church went down there and just really brightened their, their day and their Easter holiday. And once a year at the mission, uh, they have a service on a Sunday morning. We normally have a service every night. Attendance is voluntary. And we have many, many volunteers from the community coming in and doing those services. But once a year, we have a service on a Sunday morning because we don't compete with local churches. We're, we're an extension of the churches. We're not a church. And I had the opportunity last uh, Sunday, Easter Sunday, to share at the mission. And uh, it was a blessing. We, uh, we got the word out in the community. There's a number of street homeless we work with, as well as some of our guests. And uh, uh, anyhow, we had almost 100 people come uh, to, a, to a worship service uh, where uh, we got to share the gospel with them and talk about the resurrection. And uh, that's... That's always exciting to be able to do that. So thank you for your prayers. I'm trying to think this right now. What would uh, Pastor Dave be saying? Um, well, one thing he would do is, is he would say, if there are any guests here today, and we're sure glad you're here, and we're not going to single you out or, or embarrass you, but if you are a visitor here today, uh, we're, we're very, very glad you're here. And wasn't that Awana presentation incredible? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm just amazed at uh, uh, what goes on here with our, our young people. It's just, just incredible. So if you are a visitor here, I hope you see we've got a great youth program. And we're a church that believes that Jesus Christ is Lord and the Bible is the word of God. So we welcome you. And I hope you'll introduce yourself to, to someone, or if you see someone who's a visitor, introduce yourself uh, to them. Let's be a friendly church. We are on. All right. I also noticed Paul and Joan are, are back from Arizona. Might be some other snowbirds sneaking in. <laughs> so good, good to see them as, as well. We are not a liturgical church, whereas we come to church every Sunday and there's a predefined order of service. We're going to say certain things on certain days that are written out a year in advance. We're going to observe Easter once a year or talk about the resurrection specifically once a year. 
that's not us. Uh, we're a Bible church, Baptist church, Bible-believing church. Easter is a big deal here. The resurrection is a big deal. Because it's a big deal, we talk about it a lot. And I want to share about it again today. It's the great truth of the Christian faith. It's the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. This passage behind us here in Ephesians, Paul's talking about speaking to a church of a prayer that he has for them. This is a very powerful passage to me personally, which is why I wanted to share on it today with you. But Paul speaking to them how he says, ever since I heard of your faith, and in all his people, I never cease to thank God for you when I mention you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may grant you the wisdom to give wisdom and revelation which come through a growing knowledge of him. By having the eyes of your hearts enlightened so that you may know what the hope is to which he calls you and how glorious, rich God's portion in his people is. Two things in that prayer. He's, I, I want you to know the hope to which he's called you and he says, I want you to know how surpassingly great his power is towards us. Measured, measured by his tremendously mighty power when he raised Christ from the dead and seating, seated him at the right hand in heaven. The same power that raised the Lord Jesus, the crucified, murdered Jesus, raised him is the same power that works in us to, to bring us to faith in Christ. It's the same power. The Greek word is dunamis. What English word do we get, word do we get from that class? Dynamite. Dynamite. Spiritually dynamic living force. It speaks of power. It speaks of working power, strength, might. It's translated might or mighty or ability. It's something that's inherently energetic, inherent in God. God our God is a God of power. Amen? and able to overcome resistance, respectively. This is the same power that God makes available to us. And Paul says, this is what I'm praying for, that you, you'll get your arms around how great God's power is towards you. If you're a Christian this morning, it's a big deal, because it took the power that raised Christ from the dead to make you a son or a daughter of God. It's a big deal. They have the same power. And it's the power that resurrected Jesus from the dead. It's the power that exalted him to the right hand, of God's right hand in heaven. It's the power that enables us to live a life that's pleasing to God because we can't do it in the flesh. 
We need God's power to do that. And he wanted the Ephesians to have a new revelation of that power. Right? When I think of this verse or I read that prayer, I say, wow, wow. God's power is available to me and in me if I, if I choose to avail myself of it. Well, first thing I want to, uh, I'm trying to set the stage here a little bit, is I want to say that God's resurrection power is proven. Chuck, uh, this morning in Sunday school, we, we have a great time in adult Sunday school class. At least I do. <laughs> I ruin it for everybody else. But, but I enjoy the class. But one of the verses we looked at today was God's power was available for healing, something like that. This verse well, this is proof that God's power was available, the resurrection. It's a proven fact. And you know this passage in, in 1 Corinthians 15. I, I hope you write in your Bible. If you don't write in your Bible, buy a cheap Bible that you will write in. <laughs> Make notes. This is a great passage that, that we ought to be underlined. And, and, and in 1 Corinthians 15, he's talking here about the gospel, he talks, this is the gospel. You, know, you, hear, you hear people talk about full gospel. Well, let me tell you full gospel. Death, burial, and resurrection, okay? That's the full gospel. And he speaks up here. He goes, I passed on to you among the primary principles of the good news what I had received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, and that on the third day he was raised from the dead in accordance from the scripture. That's the gospel, that's the good news. Christ died for us, he was buried, and then he was raised the third day in accordance with the scripture. And then what do we see after that? Well, he was seen. He was seen. I was looking at a, a book the other day, and, and in this very scholarly review, they gave 25 arguments for the resurrection of Christ in this, in this book. The 25th argument was the scripture. <laughs> but they had 24 other thought-out arguments that, that, that I, I won't take the time to share, and you'll rise up and call me blessed for that. But <clears throat> I care about what the scripture says and what history says. And right here we see a little of scripture and history. It says he was seen by Cephas or Peter. He was seen by the twelve. He was seen by more than 500 people, most of whom are still living. He was seen by James. He was seen by all the apostles. He was seen by me too, he says, lastly. You know, the, the, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is a historical fact. It's a historical fact. Did you know that there are more ancient documents that document the resurrection of Jesus Christ than there are that Julius Caesar even lived? And if you won't believe, it's because you choose not to believe. Don't confuse me with the facts, Ron. My mind's made up. Yes, your mind's made up. 
and you'll die in your sins. Because Jesus died for our sins and he rose to prove that. And then in the book of Romans, there's a wonderful verse there in, in Romans, Romans 1.4. I don't think very often as Christians we realize how important this verse is. It, says, it talks about it in the third and fourth verses of the first chapter that Christ was declared to be the Son of God with power. Just prior to that, Paul writes that Jesus came from the line of David, and they could document that as a man. And he says there's no doubt that Jesus was human, but then he was declared to be the Son of God. He was openly displayed, held out to see. He was the proof that he was the Son of God according to the Spirit of holiness by what? By the resurrection. By the resurrection. The resurrection proved, proved that he was a son of God. This morning in Sunday school, Jesus told a a, a paralytic that his sins were forgiven. And to prove it, to prove it, I'm going to heal you of your paralysis. Well, this is a step farther now. Jesus says, I'm going to die for your sins, and to prove it, he was risen from the grave. Very, very important verse that mentions not only the humanity of our Lord, but the deity or divinity of our Lord. The point of this passage in Romans 1-4 is is not, not the resurrection necessarily, but it's who did it. If uh, Abraham Lincoln were, were, were to be in our church today and you were to ask Abraham Lincoln for his autograph, which would be about, worth about $5,000 to you if you trotted down to an antique store, well, what if Abraham Lincoln was sitting here next to Ron Baczynski and you said, uh, uh, Mr. Lincoln, I would like your autograph, and he signed his name, And then I said, well, wait, let me give you his autograph as well. And I sign Abraham Lincoln. And it looks just like his. Which one is worth money? His. Mine's worth nothing. (laughs) Less than nothing. Why? It's Lincoln himself did that. That's what gives it value. That's why the resurrection is so valuable. Not, Not only was it a great miracle, but who did it? Son of God, who who God himself, the God the Father, declares. There's a great quote by uh, C.S. Lewis. I don't know if I've got this up here or not. Here it is. A man who is merely a man and said the sort of things that Jesus said would not be a great moral teacher. He'd either be a lunatic, and like this, on a level with a man who says he's a poached egg, or else he would be the devil of hell. You must make a choice. Either this man was and is the Son of God, or else he was a madman or something worse. Really, that's the options that are available to people. People say, oh, I love Jesus. He was a great teacher. No, he wasn't. He was either God in the flesh, or he was a lunatic 
And Josh McDowell's written a, a number of books about this, Evidence That Demands a, verse, uh, a Verdict. Jesus was either a liar, he was either a lunatic, or he was Lord. And we, of course, believe that he was Lord. That's why he said what he said. And he backed up his claims by the resurrection. Secondly, this resurrection is is personal. Now, for those of you who are filling in the blanks, (laughs) the first one is saved. Saved. Why is the resurrection personal, or why is it needed, or what if there's no resurrection? And here we see in this this passage again, oops, I'll go get to that. (laughs) Uh, He says, let me me remind remind you, brothers, of the essence of the good news. There's that gospel again, which you accepted and on which you're now standing, and through which you're what? You're saved. You're saved. That's why the resurrection's important. Verse 3, I passed on to you the primary principles of the good news, what I had received, that Christ died for our sins, and he was buried and raised. But this is the message that saves. You see how it's connected to the resurrection? This is the message that saves. If Jesus wasn't risen, we're not saved. Matter of fact, we ought to go out and barbecue some hot dogs because nothing else here really matters for eternity. But if he rose, he died for our sins, according to the scriptures. And then, verse 12 here, he says, now if we preach that Christ has been raised from the dead, how is it that some of you are saying there's no such thing as a resurrection? And Paul defends the resurrection. He says, if there's no resurrection, then Christ has not been raised. A, if Christ was not raised, the message which we preach has nothing in it, and there's nothing in our faith. Nothing. Nothing. It's an illusion without the resurrection. How can you go to church if you don't believe in the resurrection? (laughs) There's nothing there. And we're found guilty of lying. About God. See, we're false witnesses. For we have testified that he raised Christ, whom he did not raise, if indeed the dead are never raised. If there's no resurrection, when the Hydleys went down to Agape Home last Saturday night and they spoke with the kids and they shared the good news of Jesus, it was for nothing. Pastor Ralph went to Brazil for what? For nothing. I spent the last 28 years of my life in the inner city for nothing. But Jesus is risen. He is risen. It says here, D, verse 17, if Christ has not been raised, your faith is a mere delusion. Delusion. You're still under the penalty of your sins. And yes, even those who fallen asleep or died though in union with Christ, have perished because there's no afterlife or salvation. For if for this life only we 
Christians have set our hopes on Christ, we're the most pitiable, pitiable people in the world. But in reality, Christ has been raised from the dead. Amen? The first to be raised of those who have fallen asleep. Verse 20, now Christ is risen. Christ is risen. So this brings me to my last point. And I, I want to talk about how God's resurrection power is present now. Maybe you've seen that picture. <laughs> I guess they're making a point about the road crew painting right over this possum who isn't playing dead in this picture. <laughs> but I saw, I saw this picture and I thought of this passage this morning and I want to make this a little more palatable for you. I don't want you staring at this picture for minutes. So I, I'm a great artist like, like our pastor. So I drew a sketch here. <laughs> I thought this was a little more palatable, a little easier to look at. But that, that possum is what? It's dead. It's dead. Say it. It's dead. You can go over and pull its tail. You can put a nice piece of fruit in front of it. It's dead. It's dead. And in Ephesians, he says, we were dead. We were dead because of our shortcomings and sins. Spiritually, before we came to Christ, we were what? Dead. We were dead. And he says, we, we lived in accordance with the spirit of this present world and a mighty prince of the air who's always at work in the disobedient among whom all of us we Jews as well as you heathen Jews and Gentiles man we we were real busy doing things we shouldn't have done because we were dead in shortcomings and sins verse 3 we once lived while gratifying the cravings of our lower nature. And as we continued to carry out the impulses of our lower nature and its thoughts, and by nature we were exposed to God's wrath as the rest of mankind. Bad, bad scenario. We were, we were lost. We were dead in sins and we lived like it. But God, verse, verse 4, but God, who's so rich and mercy on account of the great love he has for us, has made us, though dead, though dead, because of our shortcomings, live again in fellowship with Christ. It's by his unmerited favor that you've been saved. And he raised us up with him and through union with Jesus Christ, he made us sit down with him in the heavenly realm. You remember we saw Paul's prayer. Paul says, I want you to know the power. I want you to know the power of the resurrection. Remember we just saw that? And then in this next chapter right after this, 
We needed that great power because we were dead. We were dead. Just like this thing, spiritually. There was no life in us at all. But the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the power that raised us from the spiritually dead to what does he say here? Raised us up with him and through union with him, he makes us sit down positionally with him in the heavenly realm. You know that power there that, that raises us from the dead, that power that convicts us and draws us to Christ and allows us to respond to the gospel, that same word is also translated ability. You know some of these verses. Ephesians 3.20 Now unto him that's able, there's that word power, him that's powerful to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we ask or think, according to that power that what works in us. That's the power in us. Therefore, he is able or powerful to save them to the what? To the what? Uttermost. Uttermost. That come unto God by him, the book of Hebrews tells us. And then in Romans, that famous verse, because the gospel of Christ is what? The power of God unto salvation. It's the ability, the power, the dunamis unto salvation. And God is able, to, able powerful what? To keep us from falling. I'm so glad... God can keep us from falling. Because I sin every day. I can tell there's some other sinners in this room. <laughs> Matter of fact, there's a lot of them. I'm glad God is able to keep us from falling and to present us faultless before the presence of His glory with exceeding joy. I'm glad God is able or powerful to make all grace abound towards us that we always having all sufficiency in all things might abound to what? Every good work. It's God's power that saves us and enables us to have the strength or the ability or the power to serve Him. And what? He's able or powerful to keep that which I have committed to Him until that day. You know, as I get older, I ask the Lord, my prayer is, Lord, let me finish well. I had a pretty good run here. I want to finish well. That's how I'm going to be judged, by how I finish. Not what I did yesterday or last year or five years from now or ten years ago. That's all wonderful. But I want to finish well. And God is able to keep that, which I've committed to him. In the book of Acts, we again see the Apostle Paul. And I'd love to go through the scripture sometimes. That might make an interesting class or series of messages, the resurrection and Paul's life. You know, Paul had the risen Christ appear to him, and that's how he was saved. It was the risen Christ that appeared to him. So he got his ministry off on a good foot <laughs> to start with. 
But Paul says here in, in the book of Acts, they came to Thessalonica, and there's a synagogue there, and it says, then Paul, as his habit was, went into them, and for three Sabbaths, three weeks, reasoned from the scriptures, explaining and demonstrating that Christ had to suffer and rise from the dead. There's the crux of Paul's message. You know, we got so many messages today in the church. How to be wealthy, wealthy, healthy, wealthy, wise. All these things out there. We put a few scripture verses on it and we think it's Christian. Christian this, Christian that. You know what Paul preached? The resurrection. That was a good message. And then it says he went to Athens. And right there, he's in Athens. Here he is around Gentiles now. He sees these philosophers. And what do they say? They say this guy is a proclaimer of foreign gods because what did he preach? The resurrection. And he gets a chance to, to speak to these folks on Mars Hill. It's a, it's a sermon in and of itself. But these folks were so religious that they had a, a statue there or an altar there for the unknown God. And Paul says there at that, at that altar, he says, truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands men everywhere to repent because he's appointed a day on which he'll judge the world in righteousness by the man whom he has ordained. He's given assurance of all this by raising him from the dead. Judgment's going to be coming one day, Paul says. And God has given assurance of all this through his son that he raised. I think that's going to be the first question. We're, we're going to be asked in heaven or at this judgment. Are you in Christ or out of Christ? If you're in Christ, you've trusted Christ as your Savior. Your salvation was proven by his resurrection. God's saying, what else can I do? What else can I do? I just want you to note here how they responded. And it says, and when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, while others said, hey, we'd like to hear some more on this matter. It says, however, some men joined him and believed. And this is our, our option this morning as, as we close our service. Jesus came to give himself for us and as proof that he gave himself for, for us, God raised him from the dead. And through that same power that raised Jesus from the dead, he enables us to put our faith in Christ. And some here this morning we'll fall into one of these three categories. Some of you will laugh. You just won't be convinced. And the facts are there. You just won't be convinced. And others say, gee, I'd like to know more. Well, I hope you'll come back. I hope you'll sit in our Sunday school class. We have some cool discussions. And some of you say, we'll believe. Some of you will believe. You've met some of our uh, leadership in this church this morning. 
any one of them would be glad to talk with you, pray with you. I would be willing to do that. If you'd like to put your faith in Christ and know uh, more about the gospel, I'd love to, to share with you. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for saving us. Thank you, Lord, for your patience in which uh, you long to save others. And we pray, Lord, that even at this moment, you're drawing your sheep unto you because your sheep hear your voice. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for this church. Watch over our pastor. Heal him, Lord, we pray. In Christ's name, amen.